The same goes for the Fiesta Bowl. I shared my five thoughts from the Peach Bowl, Ohio State versus Georgia, and I got to do the same for Michigan TCU. What started off uh, right from the very first play is what looked like what a lot of people thought was going to happen was Michigan was going to kind of roll into this game, uh, turned into a, a whole different matchup in itself. We'll get into those thoughts. Make sure you go click the subscribe button right now to the TakeOver Sports Network so you don't miss any of our content in, leading up to the National Championship game, leading up to the NFL playoffs, recruiting, all of it. Make sure you get the subscribe button. But for this game, I had five thoughts that I want to get off my chest about this. Number one, Michigan will be hurting for a long, long time based off of their play calling on both sides of the ball, um, specifically the coaches. Players aren't necessarily at fault for some of the play calls. On offense, Michigan didn't look like themselves, right? They were uh, running a Philly special on the goal line. Everyone saw that. Getting feet away from the end zone with a converted linebacker carrying the ball and ended up being a turnover, uh, getting away from their their power scheme running, their pin and pull scheme with the tackles and guards and their bread and butter. They, they had to get away from that when you're down 21 to three, 21 to six. You have to get away from that. You have to throw the ball because of the errant play calls that you made at the beginning on offense. Um, and then, and on defense, they took two, two gutsy of, of chances, right? They, they, they almost sold out to try and say, no, we're going to shut this off right now. No, we're going to, uh, stop any bleeding right now. We're not going to, we're not going to, you know, slow it down. We're going to stop it all right now. They sold out a little too much. And I think when they look back at the film, when Harbaugh and company look back at the film on offense, they're going to be sick to their stomach because you had Donovan Edwards, uh, you had J.J. McCarthy, and and you didn't utilize them in the way that they should have been utilized. That's directly behind their Joe Moore award-winning offensive line, and you had a defense that still was one of the most elite in college football, and he didn't utilize them in the way to succeed the most. Number two, the entire nation underestimated not just TCU, but TCU speed, me included. I really thought that Michigan was going to – you know, it would be a good game in the first half, maybe first two and a half quarters, and then Michigan's size and Michigan speed would take over and that they would win this game and win it pretty handily and cover, 35-20, 38-20, something along those lines. I really thought Michigan was going to beat them up uh, up front, and that just didn't happen, and a huge part was that because of their speed. On TCU's team, they played fast. A lot of Big 12 fans, Tyler Davis and Donnell, tried to warn me, and I didn't listen. Didn't cross my mind too much. A lot of other Big 12 and TCU fans tried to warn me. I didn't listen to you, TCU fans. I should have. Because on defense, guys like D. Winners, guys like Dylan Horton, guys like uh, Jamoy Hodges, guys like Johnny Hodges, they played fast, electric. And that was a huge reason they were able to frustrate Michigan on offense was because of how fast they were. On the flip side, on TCU's offense, Quentin Johnson, we knew how fast he was. He played fast. Even when running back Kendra Miller went down, and, and Amari DiMercato, he came in. He played fast. Max Duggan played fast, right? They weren't perfect on offense. They weren't perfect on defense. But they played fast. They played confusing, especially on the defensive side. Not so much the offense. Defensive side, they played confusing. But they did it in a way that was too fast for a, a, a quarterback or a play caller to dissect it, right? They TC was throwing a lot of different kind of looks. I, I told you on the, the show previewing this, at a 3-3-5 defense begs you to run the ball against them, begs it. And when you're moving super fast and disruptive and, and the way you're adjusting fronts and, and, and blitzing linebackers and dropping into coverage, if you're doing that, it's confusing 
unless you can do unless you do it at a slow level. And TCU was anything but slow, which made it even more um, effective. And so they frustrated Michigan, especially on the offensive side of the ball with their speed. Did it on offense against Michigan's defense as well. Third, J.J. McCarthy showed his strengths, but he also showed his weaknesses. I have criticized J.J. McCarthy on this show quite a bit. I had to eat my words, and rightfully so, after he torched Ohio State. Um, and not to say that I, I doubted I doubted my take, but I kind of did after that Ohio State game. Not really anymore. Um, I think J.J. McCarthy is probably the best quarterback, potential to be the best quarterback in the Jim Harbaugh era at Michigan. That doesn't make him a great quarterback, right? And Michigan fans, I, I, it's not a shot against him. It's just I see things where he's ranked as a top five quarterback, whether that's some, some PFF grade or whatever it may be. He's not a top five quarterback. He's not a top 10 quarterback. He might not be in the top 15 quarterback, right? He threw two pick sixes, made errant throws, and limited his team at times. He also made some big-time throws, one that should have been a touchdown. We all know that the refs messed that up, and that would have changed the entire dynamic in the game. But when it was time for – let me put it this way. When leading up to the Ohio State game, I had a, I had a thought that Michigan couldn't survive in a shootout or if they were down by 14 or 10 – or 20 to Ohio State because their offense is not built to get into shootout, right? Their offense never, their offensive defense never let it get into a shootout with Ohio State, and they succeeded. This game essentially got into a shootout with TCU because they were down by so much, and then TCU would respond, whether it's offense or defensive score. And it didn't work for JJ McCarthy. It didn't work for that offense. And so I don't think he's he, again, he's the best quarterback Harbaugh's had, arguably. I just don't think he that makes him great. Now, he certainly can take that leap into 2023-2024 season, next season. But that doesn't mean he will, but he certainly could. He certainly could develop. He has all the talent and tools to do so, but he just seems like, yes, the best quarterback Harbaugh's had there, but just better than all the other Michigan quarterbacks, but that doesn't make him great. That's just my take on it. Uh, number four, TCU is the grittiest team in college ball. TCU heard for a month, about a month, that they that Bama, the, the debate that Bama should have gotten over then. Stephen A. Smith said that. Other people on ESPN, Fox Sports said that. They heard J.J. McCarthy make fun of their defense in a pre-Fiesta Bowl news conference. They heard him say that. They heard how Michigan would run through them. They heard how they couldn't match up in the trenches. They internalized all that, and they let it become a springboard for that game. And here's the thing that I don't think a lot of people who haven't played the game get, is that you can use things like that for a shot of adrenaline or a boost, right, when people publicly doubt you, right, when people publicly disrespect you. I think that happened with Ohio State, too. You can use those things for an adrenaline shot, right? Right in the leg. But you can't, it can't sustain you for the whole game. It can't happen, right? Because as you get into the game, the game just happens and you forget about anything 99% of what came before that, right? You just think about the game. You think about how hard the game is, how physical it is, how tired you might be, how fast you have to play, what you have to do to execute. You don't forget about the, you don't remember the adrenaline jump that you got at the beginning. So it doesn't sustain you. 
what it can do is that it can give you something extra at the beginning, right? It can give you something more. Right? You see it a lot of times in boxers, UFC fighters, ones that get trash talked a lot. Sometimes they do well and win the fight. Sometimes they have a, a big first round, big second round, maybe a big third round. And then it slows down after that because you just forget about it. You're just in the moment. TCU used that adrenaline and that jump to springboard them at the beginning of the game, first quarter, you know, first half of the first quarter. And that pushed them over the top in this game was that early start. They had to get an early start against Michigan. That's what they did. And all of that shows how they internalized all that. And it wasn't a negative chip on their shoulder. They just used it to enhance themselves and use it for themselves. And it just shows how gritty and how tough they are that they can internalize that and turn it into this concoction that leads them past Michigan Wolverine, the Michigan Wolverines who were and still are a juggernaut. Um, and the last is that TCU has a chance in this national championship against Georgia, folks. I don't think it's a big chance. The line, I think, is 12 and a half, 13 points right now. They don't have as talented or complex of an offense as Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State runs a wildly complex uh, offense, especially in the passing game with all the things they can do with Stroud, Ibuka, Marvin Harrison Jr., all the things they can do with the quarterbacks they've had in the past. Ryan Day calls that really well. TCU has Quentin Johnston. Um, I don't think they have a Marvin Harrison Jr., Mecca Ibuka type punch. And they don't call as complex plays as they do, but you know they will still have a chance to move the ball against Georgia. They will still have a chance on defense to make plays. Stetson Bennett won't make mistakes in this game like J.J. McCarthy did against the TCU defense, but they still have a chance because of all the things we've talked about, all the things of the times where they've been counted out, where their credibility has been questioned. They've internalized that. And everyone, I don't think their credibility or they will be counted out as loudly in this game as they were versus Michigan, in my opinion, because you had a lead up of who should have gotten in, should it have been TCU, should have been Ohio State, and that debate was there. That was a very loud debate. Now it's just kind of the quiet thing of, oh, Georgia's going to win. Like maybe TCU keeps it competitive, but Georgia's going to win. Like credit TCU, they're a Cinderella story, but like Georgia's going to win it. If they can internalize that, if Max Duggan can have the performance of a lifetime, if the defense can play even faster than that speed they showed against Michigan, they have a chance. Because the last time that they were doubted, look what happened. Look at how wrong some of us were. Look at how wrong I was. They were doubted. They won that game convincingly throughout the game. Yes, it was close in the end, but it was a TCU game for 95% of the game, and it was theirs. So don't count them out. They have a chance. I don't know who I'm going to pick yet um, against four or against the spread or straight up to win in that game. But I do know that they have a chance. Be excited, TCU fans, because you have a chance in this game. Uh, and a real chance. Not a, I don't know the numbers. I don't know percentages, but you have a real chance. I'm excited for the game. We're going to get into previews of that and everything. Uh, again, make sure you subscribe to the channel. You can see the link going below you. If you prefer this video uh, to, to listen to this content through podcasts, click the link in the description for Apple Podcasts and for Spotify. Both of these, uh, both both will be available from this video uh, through Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And again, we are partnered with Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Make sure you use the promo code TAKEOVER for 100% instant deposit match up to $100. 
They've got an easy-to-use easy mobile app both in the App Store and Google Play where you can you know, pick an entry between two to five players, mix sports, and win up to 10 times on that entry and make that entry in 60 seconds or less. So, again, make sure you use the promo code TAKEOVER so they know we sent you for 100% instant deposit match up to $100. For the network, for the show, I am Donovan White, and I will see you all next time.